All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckadelics? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. How's it going? So today on the show, sort of, I, I don't know if it's certainly not an off the grid guest, but it might not be a guest that you would assume I would have on the show. Uh, the singer and songwriter and pop phenom. She's great. Lord, Lord is here. Well, she was, I, I talked to her the other day. She was here in this garage with me sitting right over there. Big pop star, Lord. And I'm old, but uh, I got to be honest with you. You know, I'll tell you why. I, I like her a lot. I actually love her voice. She moves me. What can I tell you? So when I got the opportunity to talk to her, I took it. Uh, my buddy John Daniel, who you've heard on this show, uh, is actually uh, her manager right now at this point, his company and him. But I don't know if it came through him. It must have come through him somehow. But, you know, we get pitched people and I'm like, I'll, I'll talk to Lord. I like Lord. She works uh, a lot on this new album with Jack Antonoff, who I've had on the show, who I also like. You know, I'm not a pop fanatic, but I can certainly appreciate it. I'm always uh, sort of astounded by people that manufacture the big pop music so that's going to happen that's going to happen right in your ears here in a minute i'm going to talk the lord i know it's weird right it was weird for me too believe me felt a little nervous you know it's a little generational difference but uh i can i can hang with the the youngsters with the folks the young people i can the special is up and out my special too real is available on netflix and you can go watch it I'm very happy with it. I'm proud of it. It looks good. It's a whole piece of work. People are digging it. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, I appreciate it, and I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you're getting some laughs. It's very laugh efficient, this special. What else is happening? Still no nicotine, man. Still no nicotine. And I, you know, it's made me a little, I'm not sure what, what's happening now. I'm drinking tea. Because I got off the coffee with the nicotine. And I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm very good at, uh, you know, always paying attention to ordering online. Because I like the PG tips. I like the British tea. So I ordered some British tea. But I didn't realize that I got a bag of 1,150 tea bags. So this fucking pillow-sized bag, uh, you know, it's delivered to my house. And I'm like, this is too much pressure like that's a lifetime's worth of tea and i literally mean that i don't know how much i'm going to drink i don't drink it every day that tea could outlive me at this point and that kind of bothers me because then this bag of a thousand eleven hundred tea bags becomes this harbinger of doom like am i going to outlive this bag of tea that looks awkward it's just a lot of pressure i've got a little tin that i can put like 60 70 bags in but then there's another 1100 this is the problem with bulk. It's too much pressure. I guess the nicotine, the lack of nicotine is not helping my clarity per se, is what I'm saying. And also there, there comes the question of where's it going to go next? You know, when you have an addictive personality, like, and you, if you really got it and you get rid of one, it's going to, what's, where's, where's it going to, where's it going to show up? It's whack-a-mole business. So where's it going to come out? I mean, it's either going to 
It's going to be like, I think, like I got Lord on the show coming up here and I, I know there's going to be young people listening, but with this addiction thing, first of all, try to avoid it. If you're a young person and you're listening, uh, don't vape the nicotine because that's a lifelong commitment. Try to not do the meth because again, your teeth will fall out and your hair will fall out. The weed is a little insidious. I mean, if you can handle it fine, if you like it, okay. Maybe you don't think it's a big deal to smoke some weed or vape some weed every day, but it could become your life and it can, it could, uh, it can distance you from reality. So stay aware of that. Lay off the opiates. All right. Cause that's, that's a lifelong commitment. If you live, if you don't know me and you're just tuning in, I've got 18 years sober, but I was doing the nicotine lozenges for a long time. And uh, now I've taken them away. So either I'm going to start eating, which I've already begun. The eating has commenced. The filling the pie hole constantly has already commenced. So now it's just a matter of preparing enough healthy food to shove into my face when I eat compulsively. So this is where I'm at now. A lot of work in the kitchen. There's a lot of stuff being prepared. Sweet potatoes, yams, mushrooms. I cook some cabbage, brown rice, uh, carved a, chopped a jicama up. That's, that's not an easy thing to get that skin off a jicama. So now I've got all these healthy snacks, so I'm just shoveling that into my face. So that's active. Now the one you got to worry about is uh, the one that we keep in our pants. That addiction can be a little gnarly. Thankfully, I'm, uh, I have a girlfriend, but you know, there's always the internet, and that's no way to spend a day and feel good about yourself. You don't want to spend a day, you know, just pulling at that thing or rubbing at that thing, you know. I mean, it's it's nice. It'll get you away, but you don't finish and feel great. So I'm trying to, you know, manage that. Right now, it looks like we're we're moving moving a lot of stuff into the face, which can become a problem. It's all part of a bigger cycle. It'll eventually. I'm going to be like, I'm just have a cup of coffee. Eventually, I'll be like, I'm going to maybe have a cigar, and then then eventually, you're going to hear me sucking on those lozenges again. I've certainly got enough tea. That I can tell you. So, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord, yes, Lord is here. Now, I got to be honest with you. I enjoy Lord's music and I seek it out. And sometimes when I'm working out at the gym with my trainer, I'll have her put on a Lord station. The first time I saw Lord, I saw her at that when they inducted, induced, they induced uh, Nirvana. (laughs) Would somebody please? They induced Nirvana in the, 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 into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They inducted, and Lord did a song. And I was like, what? Who is this girl? What is happening? What is this voice? What is this intensity? What, what is this talent? What is, where, where does this come from? And then I saw her in SNL not long ago, and I'm like, there she is again. What is this voice? What are these feels? See, I'm using the, the language. What are these feels I'm feeling? And I tried to uh, try to wrap my brain around something that it's very hard to explain. You can't just go like, why do you move me with that voice of yours? Where does that come from, youngster? That's not the right approach. But I think I did all right. Her second album, Melodrama, came out in June. And the Melodrama World Tour kicks off later this month. Uh, this was recorded just uh, three days after the VMAs, where she did her flu-inspired dance and she was on the mend 
uh, a bit when this was recorded. Still a little, a little fluey. So that's where we're at. This is me and Lord. I had those ladies come. Those hot ladies, the drip doctors. Do you know about this? Who are they? What? The drip? The what? You can just pay these ladies $200 and they will come and <sighs> just shoot you up with this cocktail. It could be for a hangover. It could be a semi-professional sports person. And they'll they shoot you just... like what? With like B12s? It's like all the all the Bs, all the Cs, all the, all the electrolytes, <laughs> you know. But it's like the start of a porno. They're like in their little uniforms. They're like so cute, you know. And such like, a, it seems like such a Hollywood thing to me. It's, so fucking, I mean, you could not find that in New Zealand. They wouldn't do that for you. It's not a service. <laughs> no, it's not it's a service anywhere. No. <laughs> it's, it's like a completely. I had it. I had it. So I'm hoping it's uh, going to help me. It's a complete. Well, no, I mean. Help no, me recover. Uh, <laughs> vitamins are good. How could it be bad? Vitamins are good. I think it's fine, right? I think it's. Uh, but like the real question is, so, okay. So the, you're about to do, was this before you did the VMAs or after? This was maybe uh, an hour and a half pre-VMAs. Just the time you want to have a drip directly. Right. So it's a, like an IV drip? It's an IV drip, yeah, so, and they just push it in. So, like, what I want to know is, like, what was the, like, what's probably more interesting than them coming or whatever that job is, <laughs> these, these, like, emergency uh, holistic practitioners. Hotties, holistic hotties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that, like, was, who, like, the real question is, like, who knew them? Who was like, oh, I know who we got to call. I, which handler? Which which which, handler. which which department did that come from? Ha ha! Yeah, I have a lot of uh, departmental heads. <laughs> my, I just sort of like, I mean, my tour manager handles people way fancier than I am, and is like very used to. Not my friend, not John. No, this is uh, his name is Richard Coble. Oh, he yeah? looks after like he's looked after a lot of like famous divas in history, like. Um, I mean, like, you know, like Madonna. Oh, really? Stuff. Oh, really? You know, like the whole... Oh, so he's really, he's run quite a circus. He's 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 just, he's <laughs> really... used to like, uh, I think asking for a vitamin drip at 3 p.m. on the day that he maze is like Not a, a chill ass. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, that's easy. No problem. I know exactly who to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The drip doctor. The disposing of a body thing. That's a little trickier. <laughs> I think he even would be okay with that. Of course he like, would. I will make it happen. He's a tour manager. Yeah. <laughs> I got a guy. Yeah. I got, what, what town are we in? Oklahoma City? I know a guy here. Exactly. <laughs> so, but you started Googling, like, you know, what was the panic? What did you come up with? What did, what did you self-diagnose? Well, I thought that mm. I had toxic shock syndrome, which every woman is afraid of. You get it from like using tampons. Was that, right? Is that it's still very, a thing? I didn't know if that was... I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I read <laughs> about one girl who had, um, had to have of... some amputation from oh toxic my shock. God. So I think I'm like, that's just really? going to stay in my mind. For, but it's like every girl's secret fear is that they're going to get toxic shock. I, I uh, guess, I you know, I guess that like to me, it's I don't think enough. dudes are too stressed about... No, He's no, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't have problems with that generally. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yes. I, I remember hearing about that a mm. lot, and then it just sort of was out of the news. But why wouldn't it still be frightening to women? Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I, like, I decided I had that, and I was. Uh, you apparently get itchy hands and feet, and I like my foot started to itch, and I was like, "That's it." The big show's calling. You got- They're summoning me up to the big show. The, it's time. Is that what you call it? The big show? The big show, yeah. <laughs> Pop on up to the big show. You don't want to be sick when you get to the big show. No, no. <laughs> so how long have you been in town for? I've been in town since last Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. Um, and do you come here a lot? I come here about as little as I can help. Yeah? Yeah. What's your feeling about it? Like when you come to... I mean... 
Look, I know you've been at it since you were like 13. And you, like your entrance, you, I mean, you understand to some degree what show business looks like <laughs> from the top level. You know, you, yes. you kind of came in at the, you know. The, but you I know. still find it like very. Uh, no, it's got to be weird as fuck. Puts me ill at ease. It's a, still a strange thing. Yeah. Um, but I. Like I what mean, part of it? You land in L.A., the car comes. Well, you land in L.A., all the fucking paparazzi are at the airport. Oh, they're there. And so you dream about paparazzi for the next two weeks are they going hey lord lord of course lord and like over here lord well but yeah but they're like Do right they call you by your regular touching name? your face oh never no it's always lord what am i supposed to call you because that was sort of awkward <laughs> that was awkward out i on feel the really bad i didn't even make that up you were you were shouting lord lord and i was walking the other yeah, way and, and you were going down you. my hill you were going down the hill <laughs> what is down that hill nothing just another chickens? patio you have yeah chickens i should have chickens you should there are people have chickens around here chickens are very hip it's did you grow up with chickens I did not, but no. I grew up with every other animal. Are you serious? You can imagine. Like what? Sun. Anything from dogs, cats, axolotls, gerbils. dogs, cats, axolotls. guinea pigs, rats, mice, baby Wait, mice. What's an axolotl? Know. An axolotl is like a, a walking water snake. Oh my god! Was it? Is that a pet in New Zealand? That's a chill pet. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of there are axolotls bumping around. Um, we had it all. We had literally. We had. Many fish. Yeah, sure. Fish. We got a lot of pets. So, so what do people call? What is your name? What should I call you? Elle? So my name is Ella. Ella. Yes. Just Ella. Exactly. All right. So I'm yelling Lord like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just not ignoring turning you. around. Yeah, I'm like, that, of course that's not her name. Do I name. call you Mark? Yeah, Mark is good. Mark, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Perfect. I'm sorry. I couldn't re- resist. Please, I no, can't resist it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jack Antonoff, who you've met I love Jack. Of, yeah, the best. He. Uh, Jack's just like a, rips the shit out of my accent have, oh, all the time. But his favorite word is festival. Festival. He goes, festival, we're going to the festival. festival. I'm like, all right, yeah, come on. I, my, uh, it's been my, two years. My manager's Australian, and it's hard oh. not to, to make fun of it. I get it. It's different. It's, it's like, weird. It's your, weird. Yours is a little, it's like, it's, almost, it's like Australian, but then just a little further tweaked. <laughs> like it makes perfect sense in the proximity <laughs> oh, of the, the difference in the accent, right? Yes, Because you can so. tell the difference, right? Oh, deeply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you get past the wall of paparazzi. They dr- they drive you off to the fancy hotel. Yeah. It's just it's like so um, far away from like what my life is, and I think um, I mean just New Zealand and America are such different places, and I, it's something I Thank will God. never get used to in my life. How many people are like I- I'm coming? Uh, is there? Do you know a neighborhood I should live in? I'm about ready to. How, how much a lot are, of people have hit me up. I've been like, I have a spare room. You know, oh, right. you can take turns. <laughs> it's a nice spare room. Um, it's so fucking crazy how different it is. And even like, you know, every product here I feel like is like. Yelling at they, you? They're yelling, but they're yelling in this like voice that makes me feel like an idiot. They're oh, like, yeah. no ouchies. You know, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I'm an adult. Like just. Tell me the product's gonna work. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like sure. it's like, uh, yeah, it's it, it, there's a lot of like Pro- weird cartoon product, shit. Sure, products seek to infantilize everybody. That's the way the American economy is built on making sure we're but we're they hide in need. It better in New Zealand. Const- constant, they, they constant it. need. Oh, they do. They mask it. Is better. it more practical there? Like I, it's much more practical. But also, like I think there's a thing here which is like they would never like. I feel like every ad here it can be an ad for like children's vitamins, and then they're like may cause. Oh yeah. 
list of they, serious they ailments. They got to do that, yeah. That's like a lot. And I you're don't like, think, oh my God, yeah. we're really going there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah do right away. Yeah, In, internal say. bleeding. Yeah, they yeah. Like, fucking go there right on TV. <laughs> Never-ending diarrhea. Yes, yes, active, active diarrhea. As they call it in, <laughs> when you stay at a hotel, they say don't swim in the pool if you have active diarrhea. I've never heard that in Which my life. Is disgusting. Where did active? You, where did... Where did <laughs> go to any pool in West Hollywood, the little sign will say, do not swim with active diarrhea. It says, well, maybe... I didn't know. It really that that, snaps you out of that, uh, yeah, that like, motel reverie. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay, fuck. All right. It snaps you out of your spa day. <laughs> yeah. Just wondering who's like. Who's active. Yeah, who's active <laughs> and not following the rules. <laughs> so um, we need to talk about New Zealand. I think. Yes. What do you, you want to know? You just live there in a neighborhood? <laughs> I live there in a neighborhood. But you grew up there your whole life. I grew up there my whole life. And it's beautiful, right? It's Everything so about beautiful. it is beautiful. I mean, it has problems like any country. Like but it's, what? Well, we have a real, um, we have a housing crisis going on right now, which sucks. And it's like. What does that mean? Too many rich people bought up the old houses? Pretty much. I'm oh. definitely part of that problem, I uh -huh. think. Oh, you are? I bought a house in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard for young people to, to, to buy houses and, and to rent. Now, your parents are both from New Zealand? My parents are both from New Zealand. My mother is Croatian. How did she get there? How did the Croatians get to New Zealand? There are, there are actually like, there's like a hundred thousand kind of Dalmatian, Croatian, Yugoslav people in New uh -huh. Zealand. So it's like a big. And they've been there for generations? A lot of them have been there for a long time. There's a lot of wine. Uh -huh. Dalmatians make a lot of wine down uh -huh. there. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Croatian. I have a Croatian citizenship. Yeah. And uh, you just I, get that from being Croatian because your mom's Croatian? I got that from being like, I think of like a bit of a fancy famous Croatian. Oh. I think not every Croatian. They're, they're, they're taking ownership. I think She's they one of me ours. Up, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, my dad's Irish. Um, Straight up Irish, like from Ireland? He, no, he, he was born in New Zealand also, but he, uh, his family is like full Irish, you know, they're sure. O'Connors. He's uh -huh. uh, one of seven. Um, oh, full on Catholic. Full Catholic, exactly, exactly. <laughs> full Catholic treatment, exactly. And, um, and your mom, Catholic? She's, uh, she's. I think she's sort of. I think they grew up uh, Greek Orthodox, huh. um, very religious. But it's we're not really a religious family. You're it's not like more abstract for us. I think it's more abstract. The religion. I just, like idea. I don't. I feel quite uncomfortable when I walk into a church. Do is, you, that the, is that the goal? Are they trying to make you feel? They're, they're, they're designed the goal, to like, terrify you into being humbled. Yeah, I'm like I'm so spirit. I feel like I'm so like in touch with the universe on a spiritual level, but I don't get. And you walk into a church and just shuts it right off. It's a, yeah, but it's, so it's, it's, it's elaborate enough to make you trying to trick you into thinking that's the universe. Maybe, yeah. I, have I, you have you been to Italy? I have. Have you ever gone to those cathedrals in Italy where you're just like, what mm -mm. the fuck? Mm -mm. It's crazy. Is it, maybe that would take it to a level I would understand. Well, I don't know if it'll make you feel any better. <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> but it's, cer it's certainly designed to create awe. I, I, I'm and a big, sometimes that I goes... am a fan of, of the... Uh, of the awe, yeah, the, uh, the beauty, terror, sure, uh, right, intersection, yeah, you know, but it doesn't need to be uh, all gaudy. Yeah, I think it being all gaudy is. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get more gaudy than like a giant beach in New Zealand. I know where right? the waves are just like smacking. Every, you know, it's yeah, like kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I can only imagine. I've not been God there. Fearing. I've been to Australia, and that, that means nothing. I know that's almost condescending for me to say that. Like yes. I was, I was close. Yeah, it's I was not relatively I... close to New Zealand. Yeah, you got to get down there. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna, something about I'm gonna it. Come. It's very special. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show up at your house and be like, "Hey, remember? Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we hung out. You no, came I over. got the spare room. Yeah, just book it. Um, 
but but what did you grow up with like what was your mom like what if it wasn't uh a religious house did you what what inspired you when you were a kid you know like what what was your what did they lay on you your parents what did they lay on me for better or for worse for better or for worse they just i think like my main thing when i think about it is like my mom is a poet she was a um a school teacher um was she a real poet She's a real. She's a big deal. Po- she's like a real poet. Like a, she's like, won awards in New Zealand. Like a, she's put amazing. A poet. lot of books out. She's put books out. Yeah, she's put. Uh, she hasn't put one out in a while, but they are all like big deals when she puts them out. She's a badass. Yeah. Um, but I think she's sort of tough. Oh, I couldn't imagine. But I find you, it. But you're a songwriter. I mean, you do know. Oh, it's so different though. I'm writing short stories, you know. Right. I'm not writing poems. But so, what, what kind of form does she? Is she like free verse, or she was she tightly structured? Like she's pre- she's pretty she's pretty free verse. Yeah. She, and you were, uh, yeah. She's so good. And you were reading her poetry like when you were a kid. I wasn't, but I think what she really instilled in me was this like sensory kind of like magnification. Like I yeah. am such a. I'm so governed by all of my senses and all the work that I make. And yeah. I have like crazy synesthesia. And like, what is that? Synesthesia is like uh, when like senses overlap. So for me, um, you know, colors and uh, textures and tones correspond with music and words and kind of linguistic stuff and oral stuff. So. How does that manifest itself? Like, do you like go into an overload, or like when you hear certain sounds, you see things? Or it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, it's, uh, do you have to stop talking sometimes? I have to. Um, yeah. Is it I medicatable? To, do you? Would you? I medica- wish. I actually no. do wish sometimes because it is very overwhelming. Like, um, what does it feel like when it's overwhelming to have that? I mean, it 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 like guides a lot of the music that I make for yeah. sure. I make very visual music. Yeah. Very like colorful. Yeah. Uh, music. So like for me, when something is like just at like peak, you know, ultraviolet or yeah. peak blue or whatever, I'm like heading in the right direction, but it can be a lot. And it is like hard to, um, I basically have to make music with my eyes closed. Like it's a lot to, I can't, you know, some people have TVs going in the studio. Yeah. I would find that impossible. Because, you know, my girlfriend has this, the hypersensitivity thing where noises kind yes. of... Yes. Yeah, yeah. H, I don't want... I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. But it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Where you're like, if you go into an echoey room, you're like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, When I'm in... Uh, I've been in a couple of near car crashes and both times the person next to me has said, why did you put your hands over your ears instead of your eyes? You know, most people would not want right. to look, but I right. don't want to hear it like this. Because it'll just blow so, your mind out? Yeah, it's, so, it's too potent. It's terrifying. So how did you, like, what what music were you listening to as a kid where, you know, this wouldn't, you know, destroy your brain? I mean, everything sort of destroys one's brain. You know what is quite good for synesthesia is, weirdly, guitar music is not so overwhelming in terms of, so what? like, I can listen to... Acoustic guitar music, you mean? Like, I could listen to Neil Young or I could listen to, oh, you that's know... Good. Even Fleetwood Mac was not so overwhelming synesthetically. Like, how, which which era of Fleetwood Mac? The girls or... I, I go way back with Fleetwood Mac. I go way fucking back with Fleetwood I'm You, you like, go back to I'm the blues? P- I'm Peter Green. Come I'm on! Lindsay. Come on! I mean, I was just saying yesterday, I was like, I need some Peter Green Fleetwood Mac merch. Because they have Rumors Fleetwood Mac merch. Everyone's got Tango Fleetwood Mac merch. I just Where's it. the Peter Green Fleetwood I Mac merch? I just got a Peter Green you got record a t-shirt? I, I didn't even know about. 
I Which talk one? about him constantly. I'm obsessed with Fleetwood Mac Peter Green, and I think you have to think of them as two different bands. They're absolutely like, they're, they're so different. It's the greatest shit ever, and it's, it's so fun to best. start as a rumors Fleetwood Mac fan and, and go back. His entire, I mean, it's like Genesis. It's like yeah, yeah. getting to like, hear the and, two Genesis. Yeah, be, but but the thing with Genesis is like those guys. No, like Peter Green becomes this mysterious figure. Oh, like insane! Wait, did you see the documentary? I have not seen it. I've heard about it. I got to see it. It's you can just watch it on YouTube. It's a man, man of the world. God, I'm obsessed with it. He's just this little chubby guy now, like an old, uh, like a little old uh, dude. I wish people gave him more credit. I, I never, <laughs> I, you know, anyone who knows about Peter Green, I never, <laughs> I never showed up about it. It's the best. Um, he's the best singer, the best blues player. It's the best. The but be- so <sighs> that stuff is a little more. That's a bit intense and aesthetically, but so like stuff growing up that I, which I've sort of all just come back to now, like. When, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, you know, sure, all that, like just like simple Graham Nash demos, like listening the to the Graham stuff. Nash guy. You like Graham Nash person? Obsessed, the hmm. best. Hmm. You're not a Graham Nash person. Are you still, are you, are you a Stills person? I can do. I like Stills. Voice. I can imagine you being more of a Stills. Graham I, Nash is like for the ladies. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, he's very. Yeah, he's a little too. It's uh, a mosh. It's a mosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stills is a little like I like Stills as early guitar player. He's a great singer. I had Crosby in here. He's great. Shit. You know who said nice things about you is uh, Randy Newman. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Wow. He's like, I'd like you to write a song for, I like to write a satirical song for like someone like Lord. Oh my God. Randy he Newman. Right. He said that. Shit. Yeah. Well, thanks Randy Sitting, Newman. Yeah, uh... Randy Newman's great. So you're going back to those guys, the, the harmonies and stuff, you love it? Yeah, so I sort of like, I fucking love it and I love like Mamas and the Papas, like that gets a little bit intense synesthesia wise for oh, me. Oh yeah. Mamas and the Papas is like. Because of all the voices? Well, just not the voices, but um, you know, instantly they're just like, there's this crazy modulation going on, or all of a sudden we're in a different key, and it's like that can get oh yeah yeah crazy synesthesia wise. Put on some mums and papas. That's like yeah, and really the, go there. Now, but is it is it a good feeling? <laughs> it's I mean, the like, best. Oh, I mean, okay, it's okay, good. Okay. It's again, it's beauty it's be- terror. It's, <laughs> it's it's horrific and it's wonderful. It's very frightening. It's, it's built in. It's fully built in. You, you oh, yeah. You don't have to this, this go outside yourself. to not getting it. off this train. It's uh, it's what I'm dealing. So with. where the hell did you find Peter Green? Now, like now you, where how did I find you, Peter Green? Because you you gotta you, someone's got to turn you on to that. I shit. remember I got into this. Um, I was on YouTube in like a YouTube hole when I was like 14, and yeah. I found this. Uh, oh yeah. Just like a 20 minute like. They just must have had some like room mic going, and they just sort of all he's yeah. just sort of talking to everyone, and yeah. they just sort of start the sort of depth of sadness and feeling in his playing and his singing. Oh it's my like, god, it's sort of mind blowing. Oh fuck, Showbiz Blues. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> so fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's that's such a good, great song. Just with that, I used to play simple. that before uh, before I performed. I had it on my mix. Oh man, yeah, I love that one. It's good. It's, it's kind just, of a uh, hard one to find. It's yeah, exactly. So the, so, <laughs> so this is that bizarre little. Um, clip on youtube yeah. it was just sort of them like talking to each other and building it and i was like oh i uh i'm about to have a little moment with peter green oh <laughs> building the song How, well what's that experience because i noticed like like when i was looking at the credits because i've talked to antonoff before and he's like a little wizard mm. and you know i like his whole story is kind of amazing he's such a an amazing musician but he's also got you know a, an incredible feel for things like the difference between what is it steel train and and mm-hmm. bleachers is mm-hmm. kind of profound yeah and that like he just sort of at, you know, he kind of appropriated this sort of hippie trip mm. to to sort of ease him through grief. Absolutely, and, and then like he was sort of done with it. Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. he looked. He didn't look back on that that album or those albums with. But he obviously is 
got an amazing talent and intuition for music. Mm -hmm. So when you see something like Peter Green and those guys just building up from a song, how do you guys do it? Because I noticed on the credits, it, there were no, when I looked at, I don't know where I looked at them up, maybe on Wikipedia, there were people involved, but it didn't say who played the instruments. <laughs> it, it said people mixed or produced, or like it, it was a bunch of producer listings. Yeah, yeah. But like, who the fuck's playing piano? What's going on? <laughs> That's a good question. What the fuck's going on? So, so our process is like, um, everything uh, with me starts like in the smallest possible capacity i don't like to write with anyone in the room like it's very minimal you know really just be two bodies and that will be jack and i um but did you show up with these songs for the new record or i um i would show up with like big arms of them i like to um let stuff happen in a room because i think it can be kind of amazing yeah um and we would sort of sit at the piano and kind of things would start growing and then like a lot of that production yeah. uh, stuff is because but, we wouldn't let anyone in our room, right. we would have we would send it out, get it back, get the session, take tiny little moments and add them to our mess. As but like, what are those people. moments? Like, I don't like for me. Like, I'll record some guitar in here. Yeah. Like, but like, yeah, yeah. But the, it seems like things are are are, are much more complicated they at, are, at the I level that electronic of, music. Like, it all gets a bit kind of weird. I mean, obviously, Jack is playing a lot of like uh analog synths all the time he played the piano on the record there were like occasional so guitar piano. moments there's and a lot of piano yeah it's yeah yeah big old but it's actual piano real yeah and jack's on that jack's uh, and he's playing some guitar tickling the old yeah. ivory so uh -huh. he played a tiny bit of guitar he, a lot of synths and then yeah. we, we just programmed a bunch of drums and and that was it it's kind of it i mean my last record i had literally not one real instrument and not one in the whole whole record not even a, a nice analog synth we were fucking broke I, I just got it makes me sad <laughs> why <laughs> i think it's magical i think uh, it's definitely magical so you know i come from that like uh culture of like no one having any instruments and just what does that mean we just like sounds come from computers and like you know what i mean yeah. like, it's kind of i think it's uh really magical there's something kind of like communist about it like you don't have to often as you get uh, like more into music, like it, you know, I started making like a second album, which by that point people were like, "Oh, should we show you some rich stuff?" And they like put you in the rich studio, you know, yeah, they yeah. show you like the rich mixing desk, and you're like, "This doesn't feel like any like any kid could have." You know, I love the well, idea oh, of oh, every kid it. getting yeah, the sure, same sure set of cracked plugins so that they like steal were... from the internet. Right. And like, that's how we made the song that won us a Grammy. It's literally cracked plugins. That oh, That's how you made Royals? Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you didn't, you didn't want to... You, you we didn't, didn't pay for Protools for like a year after that. <laughs> like, we should start paying for this thing. So don't you, worry, Protools, we pay now. It's I guess it's not a culture that I come from, you know, you don't play any instrument well enough, really. But I can no, but like, didn't program you, the shit out of a drum, you know. Yeah. That's what you grew up doing. Yeah. But you didn't, like, when you first started singing or writing songs, when did that start? Like, I, I, I know it's all in, it has to be relatively recent memory, mm. you know, because you're... You when know. I started singing and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, so did you do it in school? Did you Were you a performer or what? I didn't really do it in school because I feel like you had to know how to, like, read music at school, which I couldn't do. But I was, like, in and out of the, like, I was always in the barbershop room, like, putting together some crazy barbershop quartet piece which i feel like is 
very was much a... my roots now. You know, I'm like stacking vocals like crazy. Oh, you were, like, what's the barbershop room? You know, like quartet music. Sure. Like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're putting together like baritone and bass. and. So you're doing that by yourself. crazy blends. No, I would be with like the other like oh, uh, singing nerds. You okay. Know? So um, there were humans involved. There were sometimes time. other humans involved. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I did, uh, I was in like a theater company when I was a kid, like a local Kids theater? Kids theater, yeah. So you were a show person? I was somewhat a show person, but I was like cripplingly nervous and like I'd have to step so far outside of myself for that to like even be something I could do. Right. And even now I'm like, it's very hard for me to like be an outward person. Is it? So do you have to go into like a trance almost? Because it seems like when you perform, it's very engaged and very, like, you know, like it, it has an effect. That's what they say. Yeah. Well, you they must... say it uh, makes people very uncomfortable. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I could have. Like, I'm enjoying looking at this hammer just as a side note. What's going on with this broken hammer? With the broken hammer? hammer? Yeah. I, it was a, it was, I think it. You're I, like it Peter sh- Green. It showed. Dropped it off one day. Yeah, yeah. It's a Peter Green uh, <laughs> artifact. That's actually Peter Green's hammer. <laughs> I think I found it you cool. know, on the street. And I like this. I don't know. It was a piece. It was a With fragment. The cat. Yeah, that's an unpressed record right there, that orange bit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, that's what you... Shit. That's, a, that's right before they squish it into a record. That's amazing. Isn't that wild? I, I've never seen that before. Yeah. I love that. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. I. Uh, oh, no, but... Uh, yeah, but it, I guess oh, it's... Oh, performing. Make... Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I really have to just dial all the way out of the rest of my life and all the way into that and like totally in. live inside it to be all able in. to do it yeah do you do you choreograph oh no i mean i i choreograph a dance for the first time at the vmas the other day so you don't do that kind of show oh no i uh i just let it happen <laughs> yeah. it was like fun all of a sudden you're like that's great i'm on my knees on the grass, and you're kind of 200 like, meters away from the stage. Where at? What happened? Everyone's like, get back here. <laughs> Does that happen? Do you go that far? Like, I go, just I like, run. I really run. I yeah. run far. I've gotten f- way far before. And it feels good to do that. Like, it feels you know, amazing. I always take my shoes off down there as well. When like it, when you perform? Yeah, if, if it looks like there's not going to be a bunch of like used syringes down there, I'll <gasps> like to just take a shoe off and <laughs> yeah, yeah, go yeah. for a run. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you're at least careful. <laughs> yes. Um, so... So you're doing barbershop music with other nerds. Mm-hmm. You're in school. You're performing uh-huh. a bit. But <clears> at some point, there must have been, you know, how does it come together that you start writing and performing music? It wasn't all electronic at the beginning, no? Ooh, it's always been pretty. It was. It's way less electronic now. Like yeah. I, the fact that I had like, you know, I had had this big renaissance with like all of this '60s and '70s guitar music, and yeah. you know, I, uh, I'm like, I truly come from. A very hip hop, very electronic mm-hmm. background, um, and and the vocal stuff was kind of the the main live yeah. element for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I was uh, I got into it. I guess like I started. I mean, I was just. I've always been a singer. There's never been a guitar guy in your life. <laughs> a guitar guy. You know the guy mm. that plays guitar. <laughs> I mean, there was like. I, I did like a handful of, um, you know, I played some like covers when I was like 12 yeah. you for t- a you're short s- time. Well, you're saying that like it was so long ago, but that's like a year before you became famous. That was like a solid nine years ago, Mac. I will have you know. <laughs> but you were on the hot brink. decade. Yeah. Yes. I think when I was 14, I started like properly writing music 
I was f- we wrote Royals. I was fifteen, and then we who's we, Joel and I. So Joel was um, my the guy who I first started writing songs with, and he. Um, Where did you know him from? Produced stuff. We met in New Zealand. He's a New Zealand guy. Yeah, he lives in LA now. He's a producer. He's a producer and a songwriter. Yeah. Did He's he wonderful. find you? He did not. We were introduced. Um, I like basically was sort of approached by the record company because you were performing where because I they saw me sing in a school talent show they saw a video of it like high school intermediate school so that's junior high yeah it's sort of yeah so they're like you gotta see this somebody said someone said you gotta see this someone's parents were taped so get this so this is the guitar guy the short lived (laughs) moment of guitar guy his parent right actually sent it in my parents were like what are you doing? Yeah. How dare you do this? My parents are like, we want you to be a lawyer. Like, don't do this. So you were on stage is... with that guy and his parents shot it? Yeah, his dad his dad shot it, I think. And at that time, it was you singing and he's playing guitar. He's playing the, 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 the yes. Guitar the guy. Guitar guy. His name was Louie. He was a very sweet boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and are you guys still friends? I am going to, he lives in a different country now, but I'm going to try to see him on tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you and Louis, so Louis's parents are like, just these kids got something, and they send it into a friend of theirs who they know. Or I'm, I'm not actually like that part of it is weirdly unclear to me, and it's something that I've never like pursued because uh-huh. it was just one of those bizarre like moments of fate, I think. Yeah. But for a long time, the record company were like, "We want you to do this thing," um, and I was like, "No, thanks." Like I don't. Um, what was the thing? Well, so funny. They initially were like, "Oh, we could just like." You know, Joss Stone, you, you know, just like sing a bunch of like old school sure. songs. Yeah. I loved, I mean, she was wonderful, but, um, you know, I knew that like I was already writing then and like, you know, making my own clothes and like my room was just like this insane fucking collage <laughs> fest. Like it was never going to be like, I was never going to like sit down and sing like a change is going to come. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was like, let me just uh, making your own clothes. think about a way this is going to work. And so they sort of. Introduced me to a couple of like songwriters. Yeah. Then I met Joel. Right. Then I realized, oh fuck, I've just met the rest of my life. Like this is what I'm going to do for the rest he, of my you, life. He impressed you. This. The, the, he, he he just he he showed me what it was that I could like. I didn't understand how fucking compulsive writing a song is and having it tick. Oh really? The boxes you need it to tick in your brain, and that was like the first moment where I really met my synesthesia in a big way. Uh-huh. Writing songs and. It's just like, it's like drugs, you know, yeah. seeing all these colors and just sitting in the studio and chasing it for like 18 hours. Cause you're like, I just have to get this thing down. Like I was like, Oh God, it's very clear to me. I've like, th- I've met the thing that is going to compel me for the rest of my life. Well, so like when you talk about a challenge like that, like, yeah. cause I've only, you know, I, I recently watched the, um, the Jimmy Iovine. Oh yeah. I haven't uh, seen that yet. Dr. Dre thing, mm-hmm. you know, to spend 17 hours on a song. Mm. Like, like, okay, let's take a song. Like, I, I'm sure you've talked about Royals enough, but let's, like, let's now that you know this is the the new album when you, uh, the single is Greenlight, mm-hmm. which I saw you do on SNL, and mm. it reminded me that I liked you <laughs> because uh, the last, but the my only experience really in it has been visual both times and singing, mm-hmm. but it was with the Nirvana the Nirvana oh, right. induction, right? Like that's the first time I saw you. Where I was like, what the fuck just happened? <sighs> so. <laughs> Me too, me too. Chris Novoselic is up here. What am I doing up here? It's stupid. Um, but, but like the challenge of a song like that, so you're sitting with Jack. Now, what, what do you do for 17 hours so you have words and what, what's the nitpicking? 
Oh, the nitpicking. I mean, like when, yeah, like, Jack would happily not nitpick to the level that I... I mean, I'm just... I really come from such a... Um, like, I grew up listening to all this, like, classic 70s music, and I also just was obsessed with pop music. I like, okay. was a kid in the best pop music time ever, which was, you know, 2001 to 2007, right? Uh, um, okay. You're like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we take the 80s out like, of it. Like, who are these artists? Tell me, because I, I don't I know. I mean, just, you know, it was like, it was the Timbaland moment. Okay, okay. It was like, you know, we have Nelly Furtado making sure. the most profound pop music of the 2000s. Yeah. Like, it was just, you know, we have Justin Timberlake making so these, these, huge sex love sounds. Like, right. So these that, were, that was your aspiration? I just, I, I saw how powerful it was when you really um, believed in the, like, tenements of it, when you really stick to the rules of it. Like, like what? What are the rules? Well, Tell just me. like, you know, if you add an extra syllable onto something, you know, yeah. onto a verse in a pop song, or right. if you fit in a word that doesn't quite sing when you sing it, like, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You have to be so... And you're looking for that hook that. too, right? I mean, like, even in Royals... I think on the first day it went um, Magnums, Maybach, Diamonds on Your Tongue, like Magnum of Champagne. Yeah. But Magnums, Maybach, that doesn't fucking sing. Like, <laughs> even if you want the word Magnums in there, it's like, no, 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 no. We've got to bounce Crystal, Maybach. You know, uh-huh. it's just shit like that that you have to obey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I really like, so the meticulousness comes from like. Uh, I want you to sing know. the whole verse now. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so sick, Matt. No, I know. It's just so funny. I almost you're died. Like, you're just making an example, and I'm like, oh, that's the, well, yeah, that's that's the from bit. this album. <laughs> yeah, but so, like, with a song like Greenlight, it's like, uh, it's just like, I'm very specific on, like, tenses and stuff. Jack would be yeah. like, just, you can just say this, it sounds good. And I'm like, no, no, because using that tense completely transforms this. Like, like then or now kind of thing? I don't know. There's, like, little things, like, so the first verse first, first goes... I do my makeup in somebody else's car, which is like a specific vignette from my life, literally sitting in the front seat trying to do my eyeliner in a different boy's car, which is like very like, boom, new relationship. Second verse is, so it goes, I do my makeup in somebody's car. Next one is, sometimes I wake up in a different bedroom. You know, it's just those tiny little things that cinch a pop song together in in the best way. Yeah, and they're tight. They're poetic and they have have legs. Yeah, there's math, but the images... Mm. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they they're they're very concise. I think yeah, I I'm I'm I I'm like the biggest Carver head of all time. I just grew up you reading like Carver. You like it tight. You like it tight. I like it fucking tight. Tight and sad if you like Raymond Carver. Tight and sad. That's the vibe. <laughs> Dancing and crying, tight and sad. <laughs> Good. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but but so there was like 4 years between these records, right? Mhm. What were you doing? Just having a life? I was touring for ages. You I feel were like people on forget. Royals, like, on that first record, on uh, on uh, Pure uh, Heroin. Yeah, Pure you're Heroin. like, what is it? Let me find it on the computer. Well, I, I've been. It's okay, I listen Mark. to it. It's okay. You're I'm you're like... an easy you're you're an easier artist to research. There's only two fucking records. <laughs> There's two records. It's you know, like simple, yeah. even if I even if I like somebody, what are you gonna do when you get Peter Green in here? You're gonna have to like. I've had Neil Young in here. Oh, I've had people. Shit. I've had people with like you think they only have you you love five of their records yeah, yeah, and yeah. you think maybe they have ten records out, no, but then you go look they're like oh there's nine. Oh dear! But it, it yeah, gets a little tricky. Bad. But you know what's interesting though is <laughs> it's two records. But like I, because I talked to Antonov, and I know that the, this math you're talking about, it's sort of fascinating. Mm. The idea of, of fully consciously making a hit record, 
You know, like to to Trying. to make a pop song. Yeah, yeah. You know, like and and I and I when I heard Greenlight for the first time when I saw you on SNL, and it it goes into the like the the little Caribbean almost the, yeah the French house <laughs> little moment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh this is gonna be good uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving around. <laughs> I'm visualizing you like boogieing. But, yeah, I can boogie. Like. <laughs> but was that was that in the like because the song is about moving on, right? Mm-hmm. So where'd the island theme come from? The island theme. Well, I I I would say it's more French than Caribbean. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna okay. hold it to that. Okay. Part of the world, but um, I don't know. It was just like an interesting vibe that sort of actually came from Jack. That the idea of that French piano kind of knocking in yeah um it felt so sort of joyous yeah it's like important to yeah. signpost that joy yeah so it was just a, an idea you had in the moment that was part of building the song yeah i think that was did just you have like, the words already they came we had i had the actually i had the first verse which like was in another song yeah in this really different context and i had the um Thought you said that you would always be in love, which mm-hmm. is very like uh, Shangri La's, you know, like all those sort of rhythms. Yeah, so I had like a lot of it sort of coming together, and then Jack kind of introduced that piano part, and then we're away. And is Jack like referencing that he knows where you're going with these references? Is he contributing references? We definitely, I would like play him, you know, I'd play him that Shangri La stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, he definitely, we don't sit around playing a lot of references, but we do. We'll put. It, we'll take a lot of songs to the piano. So we'll take like, uh-huh. you know, a Crosby, Stills, uh-huh. Nash song, and like, like just which one tear you, it apart. Like which one? I think I enjoy those guys most separated out. I get the most out of them Which as separate like people. Nash but I mean, like we would play our house and like, oh yeah, work out these yeah. little you know things that make it such a special pop song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a sweet song. It's sweet. Is that Grams? Him and Joni, but um, I think Crosby's a big part of it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll he'll tweet he'll roof. tweet at you if you tweet at him. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't meet my heroes. It's too stressful for me. My fear is that I'm going to meet Paul Simon somewhere and just fall how over. How fucking good is Paul Simon? How fucking good is Paul Simon? And how underrated? I don't think he's underrated. I think he's done all right for himself. I, I don't think you got to worry. Of, about I don't think people. I think people think of him as like not one of the cool guys, but he is. That's true. The cool guys. I think that's true, I, and I wonder why that happens too. Like it's like it's also like why don't more people know about Peter Green? I've taken it upon yeah. myself for the last five years to champion Peter Green oh, wherever Peter I Green. can. And Paul Simon gets a little trickier. Yeah, it's uh, easier to. I can I can understand why people don't. Like I go like lately, I've been championing his very first record a bit. Oh, okay. Me too. <laughs> Wait, furry, furry hood. Yeah. Okay. Can we just have a moment sure. to talk about run that body down? Oh my god. How good is run that body down? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That really does it because I love baby Paul Simon. He sounds. I mean, yeah. like Duncan. He sounds like a little baby. Duncan kills. Doesn't me. he sound so? He sounds. Yeah. You think about that man who's gonna sing. He's the child from my first marriage, and you can't even. You can barely picture him in that kid. It's, but that, run that body down. I'm like, oh, there he is. You can down. see the kid that's gonna. He said, hey, Paul, you drive to Graceland. How long you think that you can run that body down? Yeah. Oh man. you think that you can do what you've been doing? Oh shit. Okay, good. 
Yeah, I did. Like that record Paul. just We blows. sampled him on, on the album. You did? We ha- we sampled. <laughs> so there's this amazing Graceland documentary. He's like driving back and forth from like Montauk or something and there's this tape in his car. Yeah. And it's uh, Ladysmith Black Mombasa. Yeah. And he, he actually can't find the source of the tape and so he has to go to Warner Brothers and be like, find this tape. This is like so far preaches right. yeah, them. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like a blank tape and they have to find it. But he says... Uh, in the best Paul voice, he says, what is this tape? This is my favorite tape. And we put it on the album. <laughs> it uh, makes me so happy that he's on there. And like Graceland was really, I listened to it and it's sort of like, I hadn't listened to it in a while and it sort of like smacked me across the head in the way that like, you know, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy did when I was like 12. Which one? The Kanye record. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. It was the pink cover, you know. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like a Kanye record, Graceland, and it's so fucking succinct, and it's oh, just yeah. like, this is what it is. It's, yeah. it's just so kind of Production obvious. Production is pretty amazing. I mean, it's the best. And yeah, I, and I just sort of listened to that, and I was like, oh, a lot of these disciplines are what I need to apply to this record. Like, I need to just keep it simple, you know. Keep it simple, but yeah. uh, keep it tight and sad. Tight and sad. <laughs> Shit, man, tight and sad. How much, like, okay, so you were touring forever because the Royals came out when you are like, what, 14, 13, 14? So it was actually 16 when it came 16, out. 16, okay. Yeah. So you toured, so the, you didn't really have much time in between these records? Is that what you're trying oh, to tell me? Oh, that's where we started. Sorry, that was the question we hit on. Literally yeah, half an hour ago bring before it we talked about Paul Occasion. Simon. Wait, Very wait. strong uh, pull around there. So I was touring for like almost two years after that came out. I stopped touring. You wanted to though. You weren't being like driven. I did want to. Yeah. I did, But I do find it, it takes a lot out of me touring. And you go all over the world. Oh, we go everywhere. I think we're going to hit every continent. Okay. Maybe not Antarctica. Yeah. And how, do you, how do you handle that on the road? Um, do you just take care of yourself? I mean, do you just like you're not you're not a party person, but I mean, you I'm just not not really. Do you have a uh, like a, a structure? Do you do you like just? Get I don't on sleep sweet? very well, so I find In it general? quite difficult. Yeah, I don't think many. Do you do buses? Musicians do, you do hotels. We do buses. Uh, the bus is quite a good sleeping yeah. tool. We do buses in in America, and then we do hotels a lot of other places. But um, yeah. So so we did that record. Yeah. Then it was. Early 2015, yeah. Um, I kind of wrote with people, tooled around. Nothing really. I hadn't done anything. Nothing. I didn't have another album's worth of stuff to write. Did about. you sing on anyone else's records? Did you show up and I do did, things with people? I did one thing. I was on my mm. friends who were um, Disclosure, who were like a, an electronic yeah. act in the UK. Yeah. Um, do you and like I, Brian? Oh, and I, I curated a soundtrack for the Hunger Games. For the Hunger Games. How does that come up? They're just sort of like, let's have this uh, this Lord girl do this. They were like, do you want to do the end credit song? And I was like, I want to do the whole album, and you have to let me do what I want. And that may include getting an insane song from Grace Jones and having like teenagers be like, what is this uh, bizarre Grace Jones? <laughs> you did it. I did. And so they just allowed you to curate this. Mm-hmm. And and did you were you a fan of the books? I was a f- real fan of the movies. I, I, I had seen that first movie and I remember being so gripped by like how um, good it was and how simple it was for yeah. a blockbuster. You remember yeah. that first right. one? It was all kind of handheld and yeah, Jane was yeah. just so fucking good. Yeah. And it was just her in the forest the whole time. She just <laughs> yeah. crushed it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. yeah. And they just let you do it. They let me do it. They literally, I just did it on a tour bus for five months. And we had like, uh, we got Simon Le Bon on there doing like this awesome 
verse on my friend Charlie's song. It was fun. We just did all this weird shit. Simon Le bon. You Did you decide Simon Le bon? I decided Simon Le bon <laughs> and he he signs off all of his emails with um, whoosh. So I, like, he writes whoosh? He writes whoosh, which I think is kind of a, a very Simon Le bon to like whoosh the email out into the atmosphere. So you really like, you know, you, you're, <laughs> you're sort of like obsessively feeding this you know personal rabbit hole full of music. Yes, it's very selfish. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good because it's, it gives you all these different points of reference. I think so. I think so. So, so okay, so you were working, in other words. It wasn't like you took, like, all this time off to, you know, kind of have a working, life or whatever. Yeah. No, I haven't had life. I really, but work is like, I don't feel like I need to relax because work is. Yeah, like, it's time to work. And it's like I'm, I'm feeding my soul also. So, you know, if it was yeah. like just like number crunching or something that would be terrible but um. yeah but once you perform once you get it all together once the song comes together i mean it seems like doing electronic music are you a brian eno fan i'm kind of a brian eno fan i'm a brian i need to like i think i need to go there more yeah it's too i'm old. like phil collins like that's my oh, pop shit you don't like you phil can, collins i don't know man ah! <laughs> you don't like phil collins yeah. fuck yeah shit man any but look, I know the songs. They played them a lot. I don't seek them out. Oh, There's something about him personally that annoys me. Really? I don't even know what it is. Are you friends with him? No. Have no, you I, met him? No. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a troll from New Zealand. Why would I have met Phil Collins? I don't know. You, you'll meet people. You can no, meet whoever you want. <laughs> Randy Newman would would play piano for you happily right uh, now. I can't handle it. Um, My favorite uh, pop males are the guys that sound like a combination of your boyfriend and your dad. That's Phil. Oh. He's your dad and he's your boyfriend. Okay. I'm not, like, I'm not going to begrudge you it. And I know that I he's a great... You, I wish you liked Phil. Oh, God. I'm we sorry. just talk about it. I'm so, uh, we so can, I'd rather... Sell me on Phil. Okay, give me the boyfriend-dad oh, thing. Oh, boy. Okay. What, what is it about? Which, which Phil so Collins songs has inspired you the most? Oh, I mean, I think the disciplines of a lot of the like real pop ones have like inspired me very tangibly but the one that i would play to you if we were like yeah. dark outside yeah would be take me home okay it just journeys it uh he's like a, he, he's sing from the perspective of a mental patient or uh -huh. something but it um yeah. you know it's so simple yeah. it's just the drums that, uh, yeah take take me home oh yeah of course because i don't remember yeah, yeah take take me home and it's just yeah, like yeah. all these harmonies yeah yeah it's a six minute song okay i have no far horizons yeah i don't like to go outside it's you got to listen to it like in the rain sometimes see like no but like you're you're I helping me appreciate it. it no no i can love what about it something i'm so on the way to heaven i'm late to the party with a lot of things because i don't know how to get in oh. and just and just hearing that's you do great, that that's a great point and, but right. it's pure pop. i don't i don't it's all right sugar. pure pop it's full sugar okay all right i can understand that yeah I, you know, I, it's really a personal problem I'm having with Phil. Not, I can, not. I can understand that. I, I, I know that he's that. a musical wizard. I know he's one of the magicians. I get it. I think when you're like a, a, a little drum kid, yeah. you know, someone like Phil Collins is like Jesus because sure. he just like, yeah. he taught all of us how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this record, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen more intently now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take to your film. advice because, like, when you talked about because what you do vocally, which is you know what you do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, 
you, you know, you, you have to have certain, you know, launching points. And, you know, when you just captured that moment of what he did vocally, mm-hmm. it would make me appreciate that more. Oh. Do you see? Because like, so well, though. I, but I, I don't just, even notice those things all the time. Right. Like, I know when, when Bowie changes pitch on Heroes, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm waiting for it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, and I can definitely appreciate him mm-hmm. in all his nuances. Absolutely. But I, I just like, I'm much more interested in him as a person. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've got to somehow get past my judgment of Phil right. as this uh, annoying little guy. Well, are you and, a Eurythmics person? No. No, I don't mind. Like, I, I like her. Like, no, no, no. I, I, but do you like him? I, he's okay. He's annoying. But I can take the Eurythmics record because of her. Are you and I into like him, the best right. Tom Petty song of all time, Don't Come Around Here, Don't Want? Of course. Dave Stewart? Yeah. Right? Yes. I, I don't have a problem with Dave Stewart. And he can play guitar, too. <laughs> do you have a problem with me calling that the best Tom Petty song of all time? <laughs> You're like, a it, little bit. A little, a little. <laughs> What's your favorite Tom Petty? Uh, well, I actually like... Tom Petty like, person? Uh, oh, yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, there's some songs off the second... There's like that country song, uh, Mystery Man, mm. uh, on the second record, mm-hmm. I think. And mm-hmm. I, like, I'm like i a big fan of that very first record. Mm-hmm. I love American Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also love... Um, I love American Girl, too. Yeah, there's so many Tom Petty songs. It's, yeah, I mean... I just got the... the they. I just got the boxes. We're very spoiled. You, oh, you, oh, shit. There's two boxes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need the boxes. You need the box. Do you do vinyl? Uh, you know what? Not, Not really. That's I've, all right. I've had a few moments where I've put on a you record and I've put it on at the wrong right. speed. Right. Why would you do vinyl? You don't even do instruments. I don't. It's a little past my... I mean, it's like very... No, it's old guy stuff. It's not though, but I just uh, not a not a vinyl nerd. It's I okay. want to be. I would want to be. So let's let's talk about. Sorry, the, I really took you down a rabbit hole with the Phil, Dave Stewart, Tom Petty. No, I like I like Eurythmics, <laughs> and there's like there's that song yeah. that she does with. Um, I, I think it's on a Eurythmics album. It might be on a solo album. I'm not sure, but no, it's on the one she does with Elvis Costello. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. The one that I like that like, and again, it's like. It's not it's the same with Phil. It's not subtle. Yeah. I think that's why people find it right. hard to get an entry point. But like all that stuff is like the reason I make pop music. Must be right. talking to an angel. Oh yeah, must, must be, be talking, talking to an, an angel. angel. It's just like it's yeah, yeah. a little. Would you know, I lie to you? It's the best. It's the best. Yeah, it is. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But the thing, the funny thing about you though is, is that your voice, you know, just by virtue of of uh, your natural gift and ma- magic, is that it brings a depth to it somehow. Thank you. I'm and I'm but trying not to be con- under- undercutting, like it, like because I, I know that there's nothing you're going to tell me that like oh the reason that happens. You, what do you, you mean no, about no. my voice? Yes, you, 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 maybe. Yeah. What's what do you want to know? Um. Well, ha- how do you and like because. I read, I read a couple of people's what, what, how they described your voice. It's hard to describe, but it's very moving. And I guess you know because of what we talked about earlier that you, you're not a choreographed person. You're not a person that you know does anything but fully immerse yourself in mm. the performance. That you know you make yourself very emotionally uh, open mm. to to having you know it seems uh, somewhat though controlled raw feeling in the voice. Mm. So like that's my projection, right? No, that that's uh, I think that's right. I think it's like <laughs> I think it's like striking a balance between total rawness and total uh, you know pop control, right, right? So it's like the where those two things meet, right. being able to like capture yeah. it in this very 
controlled environment is what I find really exciting. Well, that's that's the that's what makes you different and amazing is that uh, that you can have that you, you know because like pure pop is great and you know you can dance to it and sometimes the words are cute and sometimes they'll make you laugh or cry. But is it tight and sad? Tight and sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, how much of this was it? Like, I know it's like you know, I I, I read some of the press. There's a breakup record and whatnot. Is it? Oh, or is, just, are you just like, are you just hitting that bell a little too hard? <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I think I hit a lot of bells a little too hard. Um, you know what? I I have this thing where I'm like, I realize this about my music. Like, I'm not trying to immortalize anyone it's not about like carving anyone else's statue in marble i'm only trying to crystallize my own experience so if if it's about the reaction of someone saying something which makes me feel something which makes me do something that's cool yeah but like yes like something can be a breakup record but i just the people fall away so fast when it comes to my work like you'll notice i never really go to length to describe other people like it it's more just someone will be a catalyst or something they say to me gets reported yeah. for a second it's not about and i think i mean that's i guess that's a paul simon thing too you know these characters appear yeah but it really is about him personally and, and the colors of yeah his spectrum and yeah and it's also you know it, it, it seems like a lot of good songs are cryptic enough or vague enough to to mean a lot to a lot of different things to as many people as possible Mm. everyone's going to have their own relationship with a pop song or with a lyric especially if it's not that specific yeah i think like dancing between like hyper specific and hyper like broad is like a cool but like even like like even putting your makeup on someone else's car yes that like that's a experiential Mm. But it means something. Mm-hmm. But it could mean like you know, I didn't automatically think it was a dude's car. Yeah. I just thought that you know, you your life was uh, harried somehow, and mm-hmm. you were you're out doing something, and you weren't driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm never <laughs> so, driving. Right, I don't so drive. It's, it's metaphoric. Yeah, it, it still works, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't drive. I don't. And someone actually raised an interesting point, which is so many of my songs are coming from this perspective of the passenger seat. They were like, what's, how's the music going to change when you start driving? Uh-huh. I'm following the river down the highway through the cradle of the Civil War. Oh, am yeah, I going to, yeah. how are you going to do that? Am I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to do that. How are you going to take that right? Graceland drive? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to go to the Delta? I got to do it. Mississippi Delta. Yeah. But, uh, but so, okay. So the heartache and the heartbreak was not some major crushing turning point in your life. I mean, it was, but it was like more, what happened afterward that I found like really transcendent. I think joy is like so much more transcendent than pain. I think it's really easy to make work out of pain. Mm. Everyone can make something really burnished and special out of pain, but I think choosing joy is like quite difficult and quite noble. It's not chic. Joy is not chic. No, it's misery it's, is very chic. You know, joy, like I have a hard time with joy. Is, you, is it, does it come easy to you? You know, it. I think it does because I think like to be as insane as I am, you have to like find something like that and just stick as with a it. relief. As a yeah, I mean, when I'm like you know, like I can the stuff that can make me cry is like and like deeply move me is so infinitesimal and ridiculous that I have to, like, find an outlet. I have to 
find joy in in the world also you know really so you're saying that you 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 get um, saddened by trivial bullshit oh my i mean i just like i you know i don't know i was like i was leaving new zealand last week and i i drove past this like sports field and like the sun was kind of out and like some kids were like training for a like playing soccer or something and i was just like Fuck. I need to get a handle on this. <laughs> this it made uh, you sad? Yeah. You know. Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I've got, my life is like weird. I think a lot of things are symbols the, for other things. But like know? the simplicity of it or just the vulnerability of it or just like that was just what they were doing. I mean, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, how how weird, how moments can be moving without really, you know, you really can't attach where those emotions are coming from. Yeah, but like every moment is like so, I just find like too much stuff moving. So I think I have to like really make an effort to just find like simple joy in the same things. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, right. So you, you have a problem with joy, do you say? Yeah. Why do you think? Because it's hard, like it's easy, like if you're prone to holding on to pain, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you, there's a consistency to it. Mm. And I, I don't know that joy has a consistency. Like no, I, no, no. There's no, there's no steady joy. Right. Yeah. You, you know, and I think that pain, if you're prone to it or mm-hmm. hold on to it, it's a control thing, mm. right? Yeah, I so, think so. So you know, the joy thing. Yeah, like you said, it's the reason it's not chic is because there's a type of vulnerability to it that's uh, you know inc- very human. Yeah, and and it, and I think that it's sort of embarrassing, embarrassing to watch right. someone experience intense joy. It is it, you're way like, more like, than pain. You're like, I'll just leave you to do this, and I think that's why people find what I do quite disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this like this VMAs thing, like people just I don't even know if you know about it. People got like so angry about me performing at the VMAs. Why? What did you do? I know I you were sick. Danced. I had just heard you were sick. I just danced. Oh. And I danced with full fucking joy. And people were like, some people were like, we get it. and We love it. And some people were like, this is offensive that I have to watch this. And I'm like, oh, it's because you were, it's so private seeing someone experience such joy. That's publicly. true. Yeah. And I think it's that's a, a sad thing because, yeah. ulti- well, ultimately that, you know, that if anything we should be comfortable with around each other's joy, I'm yeah. uncomfortable with it when yeah. someone else is having it, you know, like I, I get, I get embarrassed for them <laughs> a little a bit, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but you know, you don't, you, you realize there's a vulnerability to it. Mm. I think it's really that's like changed unbridled. my life, opening oh, up to, to the joy, being very unafraid of intense joy publicly and yeah and, and, and privately yeah and then but yeah but you gotta you can't do it all the time because then you know what you yeah, wouldn't balance. get anything done i'll get in the, i'll end up in the hospital <laughs> if i have too much joy they'll go okay we'll just put this thing on you yeah take you, medicate that take joy. you away yeah well don't medicate your joy and uh <laughs> nice thank you. parting words yes thank you for talking to me thank I think you we so much talked about a lot of stuff sorry for nerding out on uh on phil collins on phil collins <laughs> no that like you got mad at me and maybe you should oh i forgot oh what 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 compelled you to cover that Paul Westerberg song, that beautiful replacement song. Oh my song. goodness! Talk about it. An un- There's your unsung hero. There's <laughs> my unsung hero. You know, it's funny. I whose house was I at? I was. Someone just played me a lot of music I'd never heard before. A lot of old music I'd never heard, mm-hmm. and someone played me that song, and I was just like, some songs you hear really infrequently, and you feel this like just 
you feel like you were robbed. Mm. How did they get there before you? How did they express <laughs> that sentiment before you? Oh, yeah. And that one, I was just like, this is, I wrote, someone wrote this, someone knew me in another life and wrote the song, so I just think I had yeah. to cover it. And we just did it really fast, like it was a quick thing. It didn't actually, yeah, it was kind of adjacent to the album, but um, God, I love that song forever. I haven't thought about that song in a long time. Swing and Party? Such a good one. Did, did, did you talk to Paul Westerberg? Never. You got to start meeting some people. I can't. I'm too, uh, it's too much. What am I going to do when I meet Paul Simon? What do I say Paul to Simon? Him? What do I say to him, you know? Well, you say, it's too I, much. I, you, I just I know shout you, his lyrics. No, out. you just sort of go like, I really, I really love it. Why don't you, you know what, the, what, what you can do is you can cover a fucking song, man. Oh, I did. We did. Uh, we did. Jack and I sung me and Julio at Outside Lens the other day. We just got on stage and dicked around and sung. But me you, and Julio. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you just do, uh, like throw a cover of uh, what was that? Run that, body, run down. that body down. I should cover on that body down. Why not? I should. I, I mean, should. the only thing that happens is like you know you do this thing that you love the artist and and Paul Simon can can put another stack of money on his stack of money. <laughs> I don't think Paul Simon's going to make very much money from me singing Run That Body Down. I um, wonder about that. Oh, goodness. I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, who, who, who have you met that's been like your big number one idol? There's been a couple. Randy Newman was pretty big Randy, for me. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Keith Richards I interviewed, mm-hmm. and, and I just stumbled all over myself. <laughs> Cool. Uh, you know, there those guys who, and then there are other people whose work I really like. But but Keith Richards was sort of a big deal. Uh huh. And but and I didn't handle it that well. It's, <laughs> it's better if I have a little distance. It's better if I, I if think I so. if I know somebody's work, but I don't love it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, because then you can I can crush have, it. Well, they can have a good conversation about uh-huh. it without going like, "What about that time you were you oh, did yeah. that thing? <laughs> that was so good." Oh, you that'll know? be me. <laughs> me and Phil. Yeah. Shouting at Phil. Well, maybe you'll be on the same show and it can be sort of a respectful kind of a thing. I think they're, yeah. I think All right. Just shake their hand. Just don't like, uh, we don't need to end again, but we're going to end again. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, no. It's the second ending. Oh, good. There's two endings okay. to this. Thanks for talking. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. So that was enjoyable. Um, since you guys are enjoying some dirty guitar, I pulled out the pulled out the dirty uh, one of the dirty Gibsons and I'm gonna plug it into the dirty old man and just let it rip a little but you know just just raw gut shit no noodling Boomer 